0: For our first message today, we have a split sermon entitled, The Comforting Word of God by Mr. Mark McGarvey. Mr. McGarvey. Good afternoon, everyone. quite a nice day out there today, actually. We're not, although summer has arrived, hasn't it? We've been... Uh, Suffering under the heat all week. Did everybody the back hear me? Okay. Okay. Last time I spoke up here, I had some sound issues. For if I was to uh, say to you the name Alexander Selkirk, most of you will probably not recognise it. Maybe no one at all. If I was to say the name. Robinson Crusoe. Well, everybody's heard of him. Alexander Selkirk was a Scottish sailor who spent more than four years as a castaway on a small island in the South Pacific Ocean. His amazing story of survival was the main inspiration for Daniel Defoe, who wrote the fictional book about Robinson Crusoe. As far as historians know, the only book Selkirk had to read while he was on the island as a castaway was the Bible. It would prove to be a source of comfort. The Word of God, the scriptures, the Holy Bible can indeed be a tremendous comfort to anyone who feels downtrodden, fallen on bad times, maybe though suffering from depression. There is much to be said about the comforting word of God. Selkirk's story, in September 1704, Selkirk was serving as a sailing master, which is basically the one responsible for the navigation of a vessel. He was on the uh, sink port, which is a French word, uh, which was captained. Okay. Okay. Uh, this, uh, the vessel he was on, the sink port, was captained by Thomas Stradling. The captain brought his ship to an island known as Mas Atiera in the uninhabited archipelago of the Juan Fernandez Islands, which is 420 miles off the coast of Chile in the South Pacific. 420 miles off the coast of Chile. And they, they stopped there for a mid-expedition restocking of fresh water and supplies. But Selkirk was at odds with the captain over the um, seaworthiness of the boat, and told the captain he'd rather be left on the island than get back on a leaky ship. So, and apparently they'd had some issues before that him and the captain of some other issues, but uh, he, he felt he'd rather stay on the island. And of course, in his mind, he was 28 at the time, a Scottish sailor with a strong will. Um, he'd rather stay on the island and take his chances than uh, go back on that boat. And sure enough, just a few, a few weeks later, the boat did founder, And uh, those who survived the boat going down, uh, the captain and, and several of his men were taken to uh, Columbia the Spanish and endured a harsh imprisonment, but um, when he was left on the the beach of the island, um, the boat was leaving. But he asked for a few things, a few of his personal effects, um, a knife, uh, all his clothing, and uh, uh, his Bible. He had with him the only book he had with him. So the 28-year-old Alexander Selkirk was now left on this island by himself, hundreds of miles from any kind of civilization. At first, he stayed close to the shoreline, hoping to see another boat come by, but the raucous sea lions, which gathered on the beach this time of year, kept him awake at night, so he moved further inland. The island itself is about seven miles long and two miles wide. There is fresh water on the island, mountainous, um, you know, parts of it are forested. Um, I'm not sure if he knew this before he got there, but there are several dozen goats on the island left there by previous ships that stopped by. Um, so there was a good food source there, as well as other food on the island, wild plants and spices. <coughs> and the average uh, temperature on the island, unlike Robinson Crusoe, I think was the story is on a uh, tropical island, um, This part of the South Pacific stays a steady 40 to 60 degrees all year round, so uh, his goat skins that he made later on would come in handy. I've got a little excerpt here from uh, Wikipedia, Um, but it it goes into some detail here about his time on the island. Um, Quote, once inland, his way of life took a turn for the better. More foods were now available. Feral goats introduced by earlier sailors provided him with meat and milk while wild turnips, cabbage leaves, and dried pepper berries offered him a variety and spice. Although rats would attack him at night, he was able, by domesticating and living near feral cats, to sleep soundly and in safety. You know, right. I hate rats, by the way. It must be a tail. He proved resourceful in using materials that he found on the island. He also forged a new knife out of barrel hoops left on the beach. He built two huts out of pepper trees, one of which he used for cooking and the other for sleeping. He employed his musket to hunt goats and his knife to clean their carcasses. As his gunpowder dwindled, he had to chase prey on foot. During one such chase, he was badly injured when he tumbled from a cliff, lying helplessly unable to move for about a day, His prey had cushioned his fall, likely sparing him a broken back. The lessons he had learned as a child from his father, a tanner, now served him well. When his clothes wore out, he made new ones from hair-covered goatskins, using a nail for sewing. As his shoes became unusable, he had no need to replace them, since his toughened, calloused feet made protection unnecessary. He sang psalms and read from the Bible, finding it a comfort in his situation and a prop for his English. He read the Bible also as a source to, so he wouldn't lose how to speak English. There was nobody else on this island for over four years. Nobody to talk to. Maybe he talked to himself, I'm not sure. But as a way to never lose his English, he read the Bible also for that purpose. So as you can see, stranded on this island, hundreds of miles from civilization, by himself, it must have been a pretty daunting situation. He sung hymns and read the Bible, and it comforted him. If you will, I'm going to turn to my first scripture here Chap- uh, Psalms, chapter 27, verses 13 and 14. The book of Psalms, chapter 27, verses 13 and 14. Verse 13, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I'm sure Selkirk read this passage. Being a castaway on an island for four years, he could have read the Bible three or four times. He would certainly have to wait on the Lord hoping and praying that he be delivered from this dire situation. God gave us Selkirk a strong will, which got him into the situation in the first place, but it may be also what got him through. How would we fare if we were deserted, on a, on a, stranded on an island? In this technical age where you know mobile phones are basically attached to our arms, and so many people wouldn't make it. You know, maybe you think you could do it for, you know, six months, a year. But four years and four months? It's an awful long time with virtually no human contact. Now, two times while he was on the island, um, Spanish ships dropped anchor, again, for supplies and fresh water. But, of course, Spanish and the British did not get on. Um, I guess he must have been watching them when he saw the boat come in. And uh he he hid. One time uh, a couple of guys saw him, spotted him, and chased him on foot. And of course, him being adept at the at the time and knowing where he was going, he escaped them. Apparently he ran up a tree. And they were down below him uh, at the time when it happened. That was the closest anybody ever got to, to finding him. Of course if they, they they caught him they would have taken him with him and uh who knows what would have happened, you know. May not have made it. So as a Scotsman, a privateer, by the way, a privateer is a person or ship authorized by one's government to attack foreign vessels during wartime, but privately funded by investors. That's what a, a privateer was. Could we get by for four years with just the Bible, just this book? It'd be tough, wouldn't it? putting our trust and faith in Jesus Christ and God the Father would see us through. But it, would, but it would be an unbelievable test of one's character and faith. But then again, if we had to take one book with us, to go somewhere for four years, what other book could we take? You know, There is no other book in the history of mankind, no other book that has so many stories, is so complete, And is the true word of God. To be comforted by the Word of God in our times of trouble, or when we feel down, we can turn to our favorite scriptures or a certain book of the Bible. My personal favorite, as I've mentioned before, is the book of John. Um, You know, throughout the book of John, beautiful language, um, the truth that Jesus is the light. He is the way, the majesty of his pre-existence. So, with that in mind, let's go to the book of John. John chapter 16 verse 33. John chapter 16 and verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. During hard times, we can have confidence in Christ. He overcame the world. He made it through his mission to the end. We can do it too. We can do the same thing. The situation of being stuck on an island like Alexander Selkirk was secluded from the world. You couldn't do it forever. You know, you'd get lonely. You need human contact. We're social animals. But going and sitting in one of his huts and reading the Bible would comfort him, allow him to think of better things and hope for deliverance. On the 2nd of February, 1709, and four months later, after landing on the island, Selkirk's long awaited Deliverance came. The captain of uh, the privateering ship Duke, Captain uh, Woods Rogers, is quoted as saying, uh, he wrote uh, in, his, in his book, he wrote a book, uh, A Cruising Voyage Around the World, Captain Woods Rogers. He tamed cats. And he likewise tamed some kids, goats, to divert himself with now and then sing and dance with them and his cats. So that by his favor of providence and the vigor of his youth, being now but 30 years old, he came at last to conquer all the inconveniences of his solitude and to be very easy. Reading the scriptures, the Bible can give one hope. Let me show you about that in Romans chapter 15 verses 4 and 6. Look at Romans chapter 15 verses 4 and 6. Paul writes here, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may, with one mind and one mouth, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we have patience or endurance, then we can get great comfort from the Scriptures. In this instance, Paul is is talking about the comfort of the Scriptures, can give encouragement and hope to the scruples or doubts, reservations of the weak. in this particular passage I just just read. But as Alexander Selkirk would have undoubtedly experienced in a dark time when all hope is lost, we can read the Scriptures. Read the inspired Word of God. I'm sure it gave him hope gave him some comfort. There may have been a point, six months, year into his time on the island, that he may have given up on ever returning to Britain. But he also knew that occasionally ships would come through for supplies, fresh water, and his solitary confinement, as it were, would be over. Reading the truth, that is the Word of God, is comforting. The Word of God can quash worry, anxiety, can put one's soul at ease. There's no other book I'd rather have if I was stuck on an island for four years. And that's another thing, reading a book once, even a good book, and when you're done, that's it. Maybe you can read it two or three times. Right now, I'm reading a good book, a pretty good book. Um, but when it's done, I'll move on to the next one go on. And that's another little side story here. Last summer, when I was at went to Whataburger for lunch when I was on my lunch break. Um, and I, I took a book in with me. Good job I did, because uh, there was a half-hour wait to get the food. It was pretty busy that day. And uh, so I got my food, and while I was waiting for my food, I was reading my book. And I was just sitting there, one of the side tables and a chair. And a couple came in, and they had a long wait, too, for their food. And they were from out of town. And after five minutes or so, the guy looked over and said, uh, excuse me. It's not very often you see somebody doing that anymore. I say, what do you mean? Reading a book. And I guess it, it can be unusual, I guess, to some extent. Sometimes you'll see somebody reading a newspaper in a restaurant or whatever. Does that make me old-fashioned? I don't know. I see people reading their iPads and their iPhones and so on. You know? But the Bible is a wealth of knowledge. It's like an entire library itself. We read it week in, week out, for years and years. And it always delivers. It's always refreshing. And it can always comfort us when we need it. The difference between the Bible and regular books is, of course, it is a divinely inspired word of God. God spoke to the authors of the Bible, the prophets, the disciples, the kings. God inspired all the men and women whose books are in the Bible. He conveyed his message to us through them. As we are called to the understanding of God's word, he opens our mind to his way of thinking, his character, his love, and we in turn must put on the mind of Christ so we can be a part of God's family someday we can take great comfort that God has a plan for each one of us. He wants each one of us to join God's family. One of the biggest comforts the Bible provides <clears throat> is the promise of resurrection. That's the promise of resurrection. It's going to happen. For those, who, those of us who have lost loved ones, we know we will see them again someday. If we die before Christ returns, we know we will be resurrected by him at his return. We can take great comfort in that knowledge that there is more after our lives on this earth and this time are over. A resurrection and eternal life our brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God There was another quote. There was another quote from the um, the captain Woods Rogers when they discovered Alexander Selkirk here. That was kind of interesting. "Quote: One may see that solitude and retirement from the world is not such an insufferable state of life as most men imagine, especially when people are fairly called or thrown into it unavoidably, as this man was." Selkirk's so story got a great deal of attention back in England, as I mentioned earlier. was a big influence on writer uh, writer Daniel Defoe, uh, writing his fictional story Robinson Crusoe, which he wrote about uh, seven or eight years later, I believe, like, around about 1720. Um, the events of Robinson Crusoe as a castaway as he lives on a desi- deserted island for many, many years. Um, there's some conjecture as to whether Daniel Defoe actually met Alexander Selkirk shortly after. He arrived back in England in 17, uh, 1711, I believe it was. They're not sure, but uh, he spoke to a few. But what I find kind of annoying is that there's no really recorded words or interviews, as it were, with Alexander Selkirk after he got back. That would have been interesting just to get some in-depth, um, you know, what, what his time really was like on the island, apart from what we know is just history, you know. Um, But what should be taken into consideration is what was Selkirk's mental state after being secluded from the world and other human beings for four years. He wasn't a robot. robot, You know, it had to affect him somehow. Maybe he was a better Christian for a while. But unfortunately, he soon went back to his old ways a year or two after he got back to, uh, to England he was in trouble with the law, and he may have gone to prison for two years for assaulting a sailor. Um, he married a widow, a widowed innkeeper in 1720, but he left her and went back out to sea, where he died in 1721, succumbing to uh, yellow fever. He was just 45, so he loved the sea. I mean, he went back out more or less within a few years. But he left that lady and left her there, and uh, a common way of dying in those days for sailors was was yellow fever and scurvy and so on. In 1966, the Chilean president renamed one of the one Fernandez Islands, Alejandro Selkirk Island, and the actual to to get you know to get more tourists to come there because everybody had heard about the story, those who would, would read into Robinson Crusoe and so on. Um, and the actual island on which Selkirk was cast away on, Mas Atiera, was renamed Robinson Crusoe Island. So, Alexander Selkirk's four years as a castaway on an island is a fascinating story of survival. And just as he used the Bible as a comfort in his situation, we can use it too in the storms of our life. One final scripture here I wanted to turn to. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three and four. Second Corinthians first book verses three and four. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. The New New King James Study Bible says about these two verses, God comforts us not only to make us comfortable, but also to make us comforters. The comfort that God gives to us becomes a gift we can give to others. End quote. So, the word of God can indeed comfort us. The truth that is the inspired Holy Bible, the word of God, the truth, is God's gift to us. As we seek to become members of his glorious family. In the uh, preface to Robinson Crusoe, Daniel Defoe writes, His intention is to justify and honor the wisdom of providence in all the the variety of our circumstances. Let me read that again. Daniel Defoe's intention is to justify and honor the wisdom of providence in all the variety of our circumstances. In other words, God puts us in situations to test us. try to make us feel better so we can be stronger to help others and serve him. So the next time you're feeling down, unhappy with life open up your Bible and let the word of God comfort you.